return of the midweeks. Good morning, my friend. Today I want to study the book of Psalms with you, starting in the first psalm. Lord willing, this will be something I do for uh, the weekends for the church. So if you want to pop in on the weekend and take a break from whatever other Bible study might be in and just hear a psalm explained, um, this is what I would love to do with you. I really love studying God's word. I find it very encouraging and I hope you do as well. So we're going to look at Psalm 1, but just looking at the book of Psalms, it is a very unique book in the Bible. It's a collection of songs, but we've lost the melodies, so to speak. Um, I think there's some uh, pronunciation points that are captured in some of the Hebrew scriptures, and sometimes people have tried to put those to melodies with more or less success, but the Psalms themselves don't come with the keys or the the notes. Like if you looked at a song sheet nowadays and it would say GCA underneath it, we we've more or less are unsure exactly how the music would go, but we've been gifted with the lyrics of the playlist of God, of the songbook of Israel. And these songs are uh, theological. They talk about God and life under God. They're emotional. They give us words to address the Lord and to speak to him. They're also Christological. They regularly prophesy about the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Psalms is a book that the apostles went to regularly to explain the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus's life and accomplishments. And so this is a very important book of the Bible, and it's unique because it's just this collection of 150 psalms. Um, there, there are, just f- for people who like factoids, there are some other psalms that have been kind of added on to this by some people group, Psalm 151, Psalm 153. I think I translated Psalm 153 once in college. and uh, But this is the psalm book that the official inspired psalm book of the church Many of these psalms written by David, some by other people like Moses and Solomon or Asaph, and some um, of these psalms untitled. But we are meant as the God's people to inherit this book of psalms from the Israelite people and to hear the theology of God spoken to us, to learn how to address God through this, and to see our faith and our Christ uh, revealed to us in this book. So without further ado, let's get into Psalm 1. It's a nice shorter one, only six verses. I'll read it and make a comment. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So this is a very interesting place to start a book of songs. We're not starting off with praise to God. That's very interesting to me. I was just thinking about it this morning. The book of Psalms ends with these great psalms of praise to the Lord, but it doesn't start with a psalm of praise to God. It actually starts with a psalm about the heart, and it presents us with these two kinds of people. There's one kind of person who is blessed, this kind of person that's really blessed. Blessed is the man who doesn't do these things. I'll talk about that in a sec but instead lives to delight themselves in the law of the Lord. 
and meditates on it day and night. There's this person who's just blessed by God. They're happy. In Hebrew, it's the word ashray, which means like joyful, happy. Not so much like the divine favor blessing, like God does to Adam in the beginning of the garden. and gives him spiritual power. That's not the emphasis. The emphasis is on how happy it is to be a person who delights themselves in the Lord. How much joy you have. How well it goes for you in life. That's what the emphasis on is on here. Contrasted with a different kind of person who doesn't delight in the law of the Lord, but instead um, walks in the counsel of the wicked or stands in the way of sinners and sits in the seat of scoffers. And those aren't just like three individual things, walking, standing, sitting, but it's meant to encompass all of life, all the modes of life, whether it's you in motion, you doing things, you um, standing would probably symbolically be like, like, this is where you are, this is where you stand. Sitting has to do with who you sit with or how you use your authority. But these three different modes of being are meant to, I think, be all included together. Like, this is your entire lifestyle. You're either with the wicked, the sinners, and the scoffers, or you're with the Lord and you're delighting in his law. And so, right away, instead of being presented with praise, you're actually presented with paths. What kind of person are you and what kind of person are you going to be? Are you going to be the kind of person who delights themselves in God by delighting themselves in his law or in his word? Or are you going to be a different kind of person? And this is a very Hebrew thing, especially in poetry, to have an either-or combination. Like, you're either going to be like this or like this, a black-and-white distinction. Um, but the challenge is for us to, to hear that. And it really reminds me of Jesus' parables of the soils about a sower going out, casting the word of God. And and there's four different kinds of soils. Only one of them is really good. And the question is, what kind of soil are you? And this is really important. And so the book of Psalms starts off by saying, hey, the most important thing about this book of Psalms is what kind of person are you? Are you going to receive this book of Psalms as someone who delights in the law of God, who delights in the word of God, who's going to meditate this on this day and night? Or is this book going to be useless to you because you're going to you're you're committed more to actually being with the sinners and the scoffers and the wicked. Also Christologically, who is the real blessed man who delights in the law of God? Well, that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody committed themselves to God's word in all of human history like Jesus did. And because of that, he was happy in his father as well as supremely blessed. Okay, verse 3. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. All that he does prospers. Not wicked, not so the wicked, the wicked are not so, excuse me, but are like cha the chaff that the wind drives away. So we have these two pictures to entice the hearer of this song to embrace a life of delighting in God's law. And it's this picture of this like healthy green-leafed tree or dried up dead chaff. So in the Middle East, trees would often, you know, be able to dry out unless they're planted by a stream of water. So they have a constant source of water, even during dry seasons in the Middle East. And so they always are, have, have the potential to have these green leaves and are always producing fruit. So what it means by it's, it's uh, produces fruit in season, meaning it doesn't have bad years where it never produces fruit because it's got a dry season. No, the word of God is like this constant stream that we can draw off all the time so that we can always be growing in spiritual health and getting what we need to be fruitful. And 
so here's this call. Love the law of God. Love this book of Psalms, which is going to reveal God to you and, and lead you to the Lord. Love it so that you don't have these withered out seasons. So he compares that to the wicked. So these are the people who reject delighting in the law, the law of God. The wicked are like chaff. So chaff is when you have this harvest of grain, some of the stuff in with the grain that the harvest is not the wheat. It could be bad wheat. It could be, you know, whatever dead pieces of grass and so you would fluff the chaff up into the air on a windy day and the chaff would get blown away but the wheat which is heavy would land back down on your bowl or your um, cloth or whatever you are beating out the chaff with but it just blows away because it's dead and and useless and so he's again he's he's giving us a call do you want to be like the wicked do you want to be dried out do you want to be empty do you want to actually just be blown away by life or do you want to be alive and our heart should say hear this song sung to us and say oh i want to be alive with god and so he's saying now love these words love the law of god love the word of god coming to you and you won't be just blown away in life because you're withered out and dry instead you'll be like a tree that always has a source of life available to it Verse 5, therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So this ends the psalm. And what this does is it brings us back into relationship with God. It's not just about me and my performance in relation to the word of God. But if I delight in God's law, if I delight in his words, actually it's God knows me. Because he knows the way of the righteous. I want to be righteous. I want to walk with you. And so I'm in relationship with God. It's a God relationship thing. The wicked, on the other hand, don't stand in the judgment. When there's a time of testing, when there's a time of trial, when God comes up to evaluate people, they don't stand, they're humiliated, they're, they're condemned because they're not in relationship with God. Their way perishes. They're far from God, but the righteous are in relationship with God through their trust in God's word and their life that draws life from God and therefore demonstrates the righteousness of God by faith. So, that's the psalm. It's a short psalm. It's an introduction to the book, and it's this call. Don't you want to love the Word of God? Don't you want to delight in God through His Word? If you do, you will be like this ever-growing, ever-green tree, and you won't become like the wicked who think they're doing so great. They stand with the sinners. They walk with the wicked. They sit with the scoffers. They're in the know. They're in the circle. They're in the group. But God, they're not in with the Lord. And so their way perishes. And this is how this book starts off with a, a challenge of the heart to humble ourselves, to prod ourselves into faith, and to gaze upon the word of God as it comes written for us, but sung for its first healers, to he hearers, to hear the word of God with faith and humility and a commitment to treat these words as the very life of God coming to us. Amen.